Hey, what is up everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb and we are wrapping up the Rambo slash First Blood series and we're going to be talking about what a movie I call Rambo 4 because I think calling it Rambo is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but before we get to all that, uh, Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, so I didn't have too much to contribute this week. Actually, coming up on the football season, I'm probably not going to have much outside of our normal movies to share. Um, but I I don't talk about a whole lot because there's not too much to share because Family Guy is kind of like that background show yeah. that I watch at night. Uh, but it, I did have the pleasure of uh, this week watching the episode uh, The Bird is the Word. So that's a classic one. And I can't remember what else was going on in the episode. And I really uh, was kind of annoyed because I feel like it's one of my more favorite episodes. And that's the one where Stewie and Brian are fixing up a house together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just like the stupid comedy. So. I mean, Family Guy is Family Guy, and I don't know what season it is. I feel like it's season four or something. So it's in the heyday of Family Guy. And if any of you have heard us talk about it before, you know, Family Guy episodes still being released uh, just aren't quite what they used to be, just like The Simpsons, though. You know, it they're both, in my opinion, kind of shows that are just fading away. Yeah. But yeah, outside of that, I, I really don't have anything else because... I just didn't get around to it. So do you have anything uh, good to contribute this week? Yeah, I got quite a few things. Um, my background show has kind of been King of the Hill. Uh, we watched a few episodes of New Girl, too, just because we're running out of stuff to watch. Like nothing new is coming out because of freaking writer strike. So, Yeah. Um, I watched the newest Insidious movie, Insidious the Red Door, and I don't know. They need to stop with that series. It's just, it was really kind of boring. I really liked the first one. And then the second one and third one run together for me, and then this one was just kind of boring. But um, I've watched a fair amount of horror movies lately because I'm preparing my blog again for October. So I watched that. I watched this movie called Hunter's Blood which is like a deliverance ripoff from the 80s. Um, it was okay. I mean, for a ripoff of another movie, the acting was pretty solid, I'll say that. Uh, I watched this other one called Invisible Maniac, which is about like this scientist who is trying to figure out how to unlock the ability to be invisible. Okay. And he comes up with like, a serum, and um, then he starts like running amok with it. And it's it's kind of like a horror comedy, so it was kind of funny. It's completely and utterly ridiculous and super low budget. Like there's a part where he's strangling someone with a um a fire hose, and you can see the string on the end of the hose, like when they're moving it around, so it looks like an invisible person's doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is the kind of levels of quality we're talking about. But other than that train wreck, we watched the Lego movie outside on the deck with our kids. Rock. So that's always funny. Um, that's one of those movies. There's so many like little references in it that you don't pick up on. Um, there's a part where the cop character, who's played by Liam Neeson, is chasing um, Emmett and Wildstyle. And they're, they're in like Wild West Town or something like that, and they're on a train. And he says, and he sounds just like Harrison Ford when he says, he says, get off my train. <laughs> and that made me laugh that I had to explain to my wife why that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. But because I even had to look up too, and I'm like, I swear that was um, Liam Neeson. that did it. It was like, did Harrison Ford just show up for like a couple lines or something? But no, it wasn't Harrison Ford. He just did a su super good job of doing an impression. <laughs> Uh, and then the last thing I watched was I watched this documentary about Randy Rhodes, who was Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist in the early 80s when he first went solo. Um, and then it was just like the story of his life and then how he died. Uh, he died in like, I want to say like 1982 or something like that. 
and he only had like two years of being like in the spotlight as like a big name musician and a lot of people consider him one of like the greatest guitarists of all time because hmm. there's so many interesting stories about the guy like he started off just playing electric guitar trying to play some songs he's heard on the radio and everything and that got to the point where <clears throat> both of his parents were like music teachers or something like growing up so he started like learning how to play classical guitar and he would take lessons like when they were on tour he would go find like in the city they were in someone to take guitar lessons from because he always wanted to learn and it got to the point where he would sit down with the person and then he'd be like teaching them things because he was so good nice yeah like people that were like in symphonies and everything like that like randy was so good that he would end up teaching these guys different things that he knew but yeah just kind of an interesting story with that guy but other than that that's man that's pretty much it that's about all I got. Um, so we continue on with the unconventional naming of the Rambo movies. And we called this one Rambo. I'm not sure what Stallone's idea was behind that. <laughs> like, because I mean, he had Rocky Balboa and then Rambo. So I guess I kind of get it because I think one of the original titles they had was John Rambo. Mm. but uh i don't know no weird yeah but i will say that this one is quite possibly the most brutal non-horror movie i've ever seen and we'll get into reasons with that here in a minute Rambo, it is from 2008 and is directed by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the plot is, in Thailand, John Rambo joins a group of mercenaries uh, to venture into a war-torn Burma and rescue a group of Christian aid workers who are kidnapped by the ruthless local infantry units. I'm not sure why they didn't call this Rambo 4. They had their chance. Yeah, have like some continuity in the title, <laughs> and they went with Rambo. Yeah. So now, when you're like, "What's your favorite Rambo movie?" and someone says Rambo, you have to say, "Oh, Rambo 2008," or you just say Rambo Four and say hell with it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, my favorite's Rambo. Okay, are you talking about First Blood? Are you talking about Rambo First Blood Part Two? Are you talking about 2008's Rambo? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of options there. Well, and... before we get too far with the title, uh, give the cast here. Uh, Sylvester Stallone returns as John Rambo, surprisingly. Uh, Julie Benz as Sarah. Matthew Marsden as Schoolboy. Graham McTavish as Lewis. Reynaldo Gallegas as Diaz. Jake Labatz as Reese, Tim Kang as Enju, and Paul Scholes as Michael Burnett. I yeah, think this I, is the only Rambo movie I saw in the theater. Oh, I don't think I ever saw any Rambo movie in the theater, to be honest. <gasps> yeah, go figure. Yeah. Um, Rambo Last Blood was a great the streaming. That's how yeah. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Two people to highlight in the cast, uh, Graham McTavish, McTavish, uh, McTavish, McTavish, yeah, McTavern. Uh, anyways, um, I recognized him and I could not put my finger on it, but uh, he's in The Witcher. Oh, so um, should have recognized that because I just watched that not that long ago, but then um. The other one was the woman, Sarah. She was in Dexter. She was Dexter's, wound up getting married to Dexter or engaged mm -hmm. or whatever. So, yes. Oh, man. This one, this movie 
I've seen it quite a few times, and I feel like every time I watch it, I kind of forget how brutal this movie is. <laughs> and not brutally bad, but just the content is graphic. <laughs> it has, It's very mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. And it has like no reservations about doing anything. Yeah, it's uh, what what do you uh, revenge? Um, uh, what's the term where they kind of like go over the top gory? Uh, I don't know, hard gore. <laughs> I thought there was another one. Um, but yeah, I I always, of course, do remember it as being um violent, but. Yeah, it like you said, how mean I forgot how mean spirited it was. Um, because I don't know, I just remember the action scenes, I didn't really remember the terrorizing and that whole whatnot. So, pillaging, yeah, yeah, and then even just like the uh twisted games that they played with them with the landmines and whatnot. So yeah, the, I think one of the main things I remember from it is just like the amount of blood and gore and stuff in it. Uh, I always forget like how deranged like parts of it is. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, the the twisted games that these like the bad guys play with the villagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one thing that I do want to make sure to talk about. Oh well, uh. I guess we usually start off with like the good and everything. They finally did a good job with a female, like the relationship between Rambo and a female in these movies. Like it wasn't a love interest, but he, it was just mostly like he cared. Yeah. It was a a common, like a shared respect. Yeah. Where she respected him for who he was. And in turn, he showed her respect for, you know, giving him respect, basically. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like, how stupid was it for this group to go into such a dangerous place and then not expect, like, the whole concept of we don't want to resort to violence because when Rambo killed those pirates on the boat, it's just kind of like, okay, you can't go into a violent place and not be prepared to defend yourself. I, yeah, and there's really nothing else that Rambo could have did. It's either like he did that or they died. Yeah, well, uh, and he put it the thing that he said too, not to jump around too much. I realized I kind of jumped into something that was bad, but it's just like, he's just like, they're pirates. They would have raped her. And is that what you really wanted? Right. Like how, how, how dumb do you have to be to not realize that's what they were going to do? Right. Totally agree. But we touched on some stuff. Um, things that were good. Uh, I had the setting. It was nice to see rainbow back in the jungle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's like the, you felt like the unease and danger behind where they were. And it seems like, oh, we got to a certain point and now we're getting into like enemy territory kind of deal. This mm-hmm. is where it's harrowing and we have to be careful and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was. Um, I might venture on listening it as great because it was so condensed like you didn't yeah. have like the problem you had in Rambo 2 where I, I, whatever I'm gonna butcher all these I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in numerical order <laughs> uh Rambo 2 where uh it was Vietnam uh, but the Viet- Vietnamese weren't the real enemy the real enemy like the big bad enemy was the Russians mm-hmm. um and then in the other one in Afghanistan, it was long, long and kind of drawn out. And this one, it's just very much like, hey, we're trying to get here. We need your help. Oh, something went wrong. Rambo goes in to like save the day. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's hilarious too. You get like all these super 
chads basically <laughs> that they put in there especially the british guy um man that guy's such an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like everything about him and he thinks he thinks he's like the baddest guy on the planet and like he's in charge and all this stuff but like none of these guys can compare to any of the training that rambo has yeah and they treat him like he's a burden and just like some like wandering loser that wants to join their party like they basically make him stay on the boat and then mm-hmm. like at the end it's like he's the reason any of them even survive yeah did they did what one of them died was it or yeah it was I... a couple i think some of the other guys that they don't really like give much story to yeah, because I know one of the missionaries that was surviving got killed at the end. And then one of the soldiers got killed. But I think it was just really one of the soldiers, but I can't remember. Um, there were so many people dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 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 chaos and the blood was just like all over the place. Um, the body count. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I love how, like, Rambo is secretive about who he is, and it's obvious that he just wants to get past that in his life. It's like every time he thinks he can live a normal life, something drags him back in. They keep pulling me back in. Pretty much. It's just like his cross to bear. Yeah. He's like, here I am just trying to, you know, sell snakes in the market or whatever, (laughs) and like some, some dumb white people have to come by and blow it up for me. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I just want to sit here and play with my snakes. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> oh, man. So that brings us kind of to what's great. And um, Sylvester Stallone is really good in this one. Yeah. Definitely um, old Rambo. Yeah. And in a much more subdued Rambo. Mm hmm. Understated, I guess. Um, not. Over the top, uh, ridiculousness like two and three, mm-hmm. where it's like basically Rambo was just one step away from spurting out one liners like Arnold the whole yeah. time. <laughs> the gore and violence was over the top, but yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. It just it was more of an action movie, but it was definitely like a two thousands action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very interesting how you can see the progression of a uh, not perfectly, but you can see things change from the action through the decades. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. It was really well played out with how, as you said, kind of subdued they made uh, Rambo, where mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, a ton of action and everything at the beginning. It was just so well. I I, I like the word of, of saying it was condensed. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there wasn't too much of really anything. If anything, the only thing that had too much was like the violence. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. Like it didn't bother me, but it's so interesting because we're watching these back to back and everything to go from Rambo three to this, where it's just like, oh my gosh! Could you imagine just what if this would have been Rambo two? Yeah, what if they would have gone that many years without another Rambo movie, and then they're like, oh, we should make a sequel to First Blood, and then they make this, and it's just like a freaking train wreck <laughs> of violence. Yeah. Like people getting sawed in half by machine guns and <laughs> ripping like somebody's sheer, throat out. The sheer brutality of it, like it's unmatched. I think. Well, then too, like I, so we talked about the mean spirited. Um, I totally forgot about the dude that got hung up in the pig. Pig yeah. pen. I was like, oh my gosh, that's not even the most unsettling part. Um. I, I guess I'll I'll get more into that uh, once we get to like memorable scenes and stuff because I have a lot for that. Okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe like some of the stuff they went to and like there wasn't as much like 
controversy or anything with it oh yeah because like you think about it and i mean like i won't go into detail on like the scenes yet we'll get into that but it's just that they when you think about it like with the uh the vietnamese one you know Mm -hmm. uh there was there was a clear disdain like people still held a grudge against you know uh the u.s losing in vietnam but then also the Russians, Russians, easy bad guys, easy people to have bad guys. Oh, yeah. um, but they still didn't make them that bad. This mm-hmm. one, they're just like, screw it. Let's just like make this the worst pile of crap. Like these people the, are evil. Yes. Pure evil. It was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Basically, uh, the last thing I had for great was I thought Julie Benz was really good as Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like she was a good character. She made you care that if she was alive or not and yeah. just like the interactions with her and rambo like i said it wasn't a love interest which is great it was more of a um he cared about her because she treated him like a human being mm-hmm. well yeah she did great in dexter uh, did, yeah you saw that show right i've seen a few episodes i haven't watched too much of it okay yeah she did really good in dexter and um she did excellent in this. I don't know actually where that lined up. Um, oh, it would have been during this time. Dexter was yeah. from 2006 to 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would have totally been during that time. Right. Yeah, she did really good. Um, I mean, the supporting characters did. Uh, some of them did really great. The British guy, you know, easy to hate. Even that missionary guy was a dweeby unlikable character yeah so and honestly all the stuff that they had the villains do i'll just call them villains i i burma wasn't it yep um just like it was it it just seemed so some of it just seemed so realistic natural i was just kind of like man these people are just plain evil yeah, basically, <laughs> which I guess we that is a good seg segue into uh scenes and everything. Um, we talked about the boat scene when the guy stopped him on the boat and Rambo just lays waste to all of them just, with just a pistol. Mm-hmm. Like that is ridiculous. Like how fast he was, you could see like the gears spinning in his head when it stuff starts heating up and he looks around and says like okay this guy's got his hand on a you know 50 caliber machine gun on his boat like this guy's got a pistol this guy's not really paying too close of attention and then it's like it's basically he's planning out his move oh yeah whoever who the priority of who needs to be taken out first and like who can be left to last as far as like yeah. reaction speed and all that yeah it is like the sheer and other like shock of the people on the boat with a rambo with rambo because, I mean, they don't really know who he is. It's like, they just say that, okay, this guy knows the the river really well. He'll take you where you need to go. And, like, they know a little bit just from, like, the brief interaction they had with him that he was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that he's, like, the specially trained Green Beret and basically, like, a walking killing machine. And he basically defeated the Russians. By himself. <laughs> <laughs> With his bow and arrow, riding a horse, <laughs> dragging a goat carcass around, playing some game, in <laughs> uh, the Afghani desert. But um, that one's always memorable to me. Uh, the scene where he like, prepares to enter the war zone after he finds out that the missionaries were captured, where he's like making that machete. Oh, like the montage kind of Yeah, thing. that's... Stallone does montages great. Yeah, it... I'll admit, like, it was good, but it was it was, it was also kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was. Um, I just could not put my finger on it. I was really disappointed that he didn't have his big knife, though. I'll admit that. Yeah, he kind of swapped that out for a machete this time. Yeah. Uh, another thing I had too is I love how fast like the British tough guy backs down once Rambo steps in and takes over, <laughs> because at first he's like no, he's like 
you stay with the boat, boat man. He's like, I don't need you slowing us down. And yeah. it's just funny because like everybody watching this knows like you're telling Rambo, like the one man army, the one guy that could keep all of you safe to stay on the boat because you think you know more than he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you know crap hits the fan, it's like, oh, Rambo's gotta come in and save all these guys, and that idiot gets his leg like blown up or something. Yeah. And I just love how, like, when Rambo finally, like, has enough of his crap and he puts him in his place and the guy just, like, turtles up and he's like, okay. (laughs) Basically, that cracks me up. Yeah, when he has uh, the arrow, like, two inches from his face. Yeah. Uh, And I like the scene, too, where Rambo finally, like, gets into the hut that um, Sarah's in. And he takes the guy out by basically doing the Dalton and ripping his throat out. Yeah. <laughs> That's really brutal and intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, around that time, too, um, one of my favorite parts was the sniper guy taking people out. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I know that you can uh, impact somebody that hard. I, I don't know caliber of weapons very well. Um, like, cause there are the 50 cal snipers, which mm-hmm. I'm fairly positive because you don't exactly carry those things around like that. Um, but those things will blow a hole through you. Yeah. Um, and so whatever he had though, with how like basically it knocked people off their feet. Um, I, I feel like that's pretty accurate, especially considering that he was relatively close with some of those shots that he was taking. Right. Yeah, and I kind of got something in the the trivia and stuff about the the weaponry and the the scenes with the kills and everything that people thought that was over the top. Oh, speaking about memorable stuff and kills, though, like when the missionary winds up killing a guy. Yeah, like, beating the guy with a rock, and he just kind of like snaps. Yeah, like dang, like I'm, I feel like there was a weapon or something there nearby. You had to resort to a rock, and then. Then, of course, it makes me think and curious on if it was a play on the whole like Cain and Abel concept. Because mm-hmm. um, he he killed him with a rock. I feel like he killed him with a rock. Anyways, I don't know. It made me think of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he the missionary guy kind of went a little crazy, which honestly, like if you were held in a camp like that, I would imagine anybody would go oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, fight so. or flight's going to kick in. Yeah. Um couple other things too that probably the most memorable thing from this movie is when rambo like slowly stands up behind the gunner that's on the jeep (laughs) he like takes him out and then he starts laying waste to everybody with that enormous machine gun Mm -hmm. he's just like sawing people in half yeah that's what i remember from the movie and i remember sitting there with my dad and my brother and we're all just like oh my god Because that's what, like, you know, he starts firing. You can see limbs flying everywhere. Guys get their legs like ripped off by this machine gun. It's like heads just disintegrating, basically. Oh yeah, like legs falling off at like the like somebody gets shot in the knee, and basically like the lower part of the leg just goes flying one direction, and the guy falls forward. And yeah, oh, just crazy, man! Like carnage, blood. Oh, just insane. Probably yeah. probably relatively accurate, but just insane. <laughs> yeah, just ridiculous carnage the whole time. <laughs> uh, another crazy thing, too, is when they stumble across that World War II bomb. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rainbow puts a claymore on it and just, like, takes off running. And, like, the bad guys end up coming across it. And they're like, oh, kind of, what's this? And they, like, move something out of the way. And it's hooked to a string, which just sets off the claymore and then that bomb goes off and it sends out like this huge shock wave mm-hmm. i'll always remember that too and just like rambo falling to the ground and everything yeah uh, and then the, the last thing i had was um so we talked about the brutality of this movie and some of the things when i was watching this i'm like this goes farther than most horror movies i've seen because they kill children we mm-hmm. see like an up close shot of one of the bad guys jamming a bayonet into the stomach of like an eight year old. Yeah. And it gets like writhing on the ground. 
And then a scene later, like there's this family running away and they're setting fire to like their village with flamethrowers. And one of the bad guys grabs like a six year old by the ankle and throws him out of the fire. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like this is never. Uh, I said um, to you when I was watching this, like this might be the most hardcore, brutal and gory non horror movie that I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Dare we say over the top. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it is one of the most mean spirited movies I think I've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I mean, I remember from when I watched it before. I think I've only seen it two times before this. Um, but they were both long time ago, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or something like that. That was just like holy smokes, so much violence. But I did not remember how mean spirited it was. And it's just like I, I'm looking right now because I was kind of like, okay, what? what inspired this? Like what else was going on at this time with action movies? Mm-hmm. Like, was there something I'm not seeing anything else that really would have inspired this level of just brutality. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of shocked that they got away with it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really too much uproar talking about it. I remember people saying like, Oh my gosh, the new Rambo movies like gory. Mm-hmm. But that's really about it. Like they killed children, <laughs> like young children. And there's like kids screaming and like their parents getting blown away, like right next to them, and people getting set on fire. And it's it's nuts. The only movies that I can think of that had like similar tone in parts to this are like the um seventies and eighties like rape revenge movies. Yeah. Like, I spit on your grave, and I mean, even, like, some of the Death Wish movies that are just incredibly mean-spirited. Well, they had, um, I don't know when it came out, but there was the, they remade that Last House on the Left. Yeah, that that's was what I was thinking, I too. In the original as well. Um, is pretty mean-spirited. That's another rape-revenge movie. But um, Savage Streets is another one with Linda Blair. Kind of similar. But um, and then maybe things, some things didn't work as well. Uh, I thought the black and white flashbacks were kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah, fortunately they didn't do it too much. Yeah, it was like one spot. I just said they were kind of unnecessary. Like at this point, we all know who Rambo is <laughs> and why he does the things they do. I thought it was kind of interesting that they had like uh, Troutman basically talking to him. Yeah, and that's the only way we get to see him is in a flashback because Richard Crenna died before this movie came out. Yeah, um, one thing that I don't know if I remembered from the first time, but the fact that they're just like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go up river," and then he goes and he drops him off, and they're like, "Okay, when we leave, we're gonna go through the mountains," and it's like, "Well, why didn't you freaking go there through the mountains?" <laughs> like. Because we needed a way to get Rambo in this. I know. Like I was just kind of thinking where it's just like I kind of get it, but at the same time, does no one else see that this kind of doesn't make sense? Like, yeah. why are you going in one way? Like there's obviously going to be a a better way between the two. Mm-hmm. And so why are you choosing to make it more difficult on either your way in or your way out? Right. So I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I get that. <laughs> uh, really, the only other things I had, um, some of the CGI hasn't aged as well. Mm. But even then, it wasn't horrible. Like, I've seen plenty of worse. It was, there was a couple times where it kind of distracted me a little bit, but it wasn't super noticeable i really don't have too much wrong with this movie like it's a pretty well-made movie uh i guess another kind of memorable thing that was kind of goofy was at the beginning where they show like rambo bringing in a snakes to sell mm-hmm. the market and like the announcer guy like he's speaking i'm assuming it's probably burmese but he's like um 
naming off the different kinds of snakes and stuff. He's like, ah, cobra. <laughs> like, I always remember that, like how he said cobra. Um, um, Which then made me laugh because it made me think, you know, it's a little movie called Cobra. Yeah. The um, uh, another thing that I had that was, uh, I mean, it's minor, but you're kind of like thinking, like, okay, how, how, what, why? But so this missionary group is going in, they know that it could be dangerous. I mean, you have to know, like, okay, there's a decent chance that you're not going to make it out alive because you're dealing with a violent, essentially terrorist group. Mm hmm. But then the pastor or whatever who came and told Rambo that they were missing hired mercenaries. Like, how much money are they throwing at to get these people out? Like, mercenaries aren't cheap, especially when you're going up against something like a violent terrorist group or whatever Burmese it was. Burmese pirates or whatever they were, yeah. Yeah, like... I can't imagine that was cheap and uh, sure I understand like some religious groups do have a lot of money, but it's just kind of like how much money did you have to throw at like what, how many were there? One, two, three, four, five or six guys on this team. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I have to imagine. Yeah. I wondered that too. And I jokingly thought to myself, like, what are these people Catholic where they're just constantly asking for handouts? <laughs> dude they have tons of money and i can say that because i'm catholic (laughs) yeah that's what it made me think of was like oh always wanting money so now they have a whole bunch to spend on mercenaries i guess i was just kind of like i mean at a certain point you kind of have to be like hey you guys are going here uh we're going to do everything we can for you but you do realize like if something goes wrong like you're if the u.s embassy is not going to help you you're screwed yeah good luck but apparently not apparently they have a ton of money so we're just gonna send the the priest of the church over to go talk to rambo <laughs> who's yeah. he's basically trotman in this one yeah guy in a suit comes out of nowhere talks to rambo gets him to do something we he's need Colonel you trotman. we need you <laughs> suit up john you're going in <laughs> oh man uh anything else you want to talk about you want me to get the trivia and facts um i don't think i have anything else so yeah so this movie was actually banned in uh, myanmar which is formerly burma and bootlegs of the movie are a hot item uh the burmese freedom fighters have even adopted dialogue from the film as battle cries uh most notably live for nothing die for something okay and uh, that to me is one of the proudest moments I have ever had is, um, in film, as what Stallone says. Interesting. So Stallone specifically wanted the film to be set in the midst of a most brutal um, ongoing global conflict that was basically ignored by public and media. Uh, after ruling out established well-known conflicts in the Middle East, Latin America, and Africa, Stallone talked to international experts who told him about the Burmese um, juntas, mass murder of the Karen people. Um, He then set the movie's storyline in the middle of that genocide. Yeah, which we didn't even mention about the fact that they were called the Karen people. (laughs) They should all have those haircuts. (laughs) The Karen. Uh, That's what I thought about, too. So I'm going to probably slaughter this name, but um, Wang Mang Kin who played the Burmese dictator of Tint, mm-hmm. um, fought for the Karen rebels in real life. Uh, he was afraid his family would be murdered if he took this role, uh, but he took it anyway. Oh, dang. Yeah. So originally, in the final battle, Rambo was supposed to hold the M250 caliber machine gun in his hands and fire it. But when fully assembled, the weapon weighed 120 pounds. Uh, Stallone was still capable of holding and firing it, but it was too cumbersome for quick movements, uh, so they mounted it on the Jeep instead. Yeah, wise choice. Agreed. So many critics and audience members thought that the horrific wounds inflicted by the fifty caliber machine gun um, in the finale were so gory that it was unrealistic. However, returning Iraq and, I- and Afghanistan veterans 
who have used the M2 in combat noted that the wounds were quite accurate, and if anything, they're even toned down from reality. Yeah, I bet. Uh, in the audio commentary on the DVD and Blu-ray, Stallone himself makes note of the fact. Right. So this movie averages 2.59 killings per minute. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so while filming near Burma, Stallone and the rest of the crew narrowly avoided being shot by the Burmese military. Uh, Stallone described Burma as a hellhole. Um, he said we had shots fired over our heads and that we witnessed survivors with legs cut off and all kinds of landmine injuries, maggot-infested wounds, and ears cut off. Mm. Uh, Stallone added that he feared for his life while shooting. Uh, we were told that we could get seriously hurt if we went on. It was horrifying. Why did they film there? Like, right. isn't there some, like, adjacent country that they could have gone to? That Right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I'm not sure I get that either. Like, you couldn't have shot in like um, Louisiana or something. <laughs> like, there's rivers and <laughs> swamp and stuff there. That's hilarious. I was gonna say Florida, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, Florida's but, also a hellhole. But um, yeah, I mean, there's enough places over there that I feel like they could have filmed. I mean, yeah, that seems strange to me that they would go specifically to that location. Yeah. So on the first day of shooting, Stallone actually tore part of his quadriceps uh, running through the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> uh, so Julie Benz began working for the U.S. campaign for Burma after this movie was released. She said, I cannot continue in my life without trying to help the situation. Hmm. So his first Rambo movie where Rambo uses a pistol. It is also the first Rambo film without a helicopter. And most notably, it is the first Rambo film completely without a scene in which Rambo takes his shirt off. Uh, this is the, due to Stallone's extensive tattoo work on both shoulders, which he was starting to get in late 2007. Hmm. Um, isn't, and hopefully I'm not stealing something from you, but isn't this when they caught him doing um, steroids? I think it was like shortly after this i felt like it was HGH. this movie. yeah yeah and it's just kind of like okay dude he's not competing in sports i'm not sure exactly why you care exactly <laughs> i never got that either uh so stallone described the burmese river as the most difficult terrain i have ever had to navigate and that is including cliffhanger hmm. yeah um on sunny days Temperatures on set would reach 120 degrees. Oh, gross. And that's why everybody's so dang sweaty and dirty in this movie. <laughs> uh, plans for a fourth Rambo movie started while the third was still in production. According to interviews of Stallone and some articles in action movie magazine Impact between 90, 1988 and 92, he wrote the script entitled Rambo 4 The Black Forest in which Rambo was working with Greenpeace, um, fighting what Stallone said were nature criminals. Uh, another rejected Rambo 4 script was from the early 90s, which Stallone wrote was mentioned by him in an interview. Around the time he was working on a new script, which had Rambo returning to his hometown and meeting his brother, who was a town sheriff, but then Rambo gets kicked out because everyone in town knows about everything he did in Vietnam and the, the previous movies. Uh, however, Rambo returns once some escaped criminals brought his or his brother put in jail escaped to kill him, and the entire film would take place during a large hurricane. Mm. Which is weird. Weird. Um, Rambo so the other versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo versus Predator. Um, some of the other rejected scripts for the fourth film, written during 20 years after the third film, um, and before finally the fourth film did get made, had Rambo fighting against right-wing militia, white supremacy group, terrorists, international drug dealers, meth dealers, biker gangs, and cartels, uh, human trafficker, and sex, sex slavers. Uh, the same type of villains would be 
he would battle in the fifth movie, Rambo Last Blood, in 2019. Yeah, that that makes more sense. That worked yeah, out better. I agree. It's more of a a current thing, too. Mm. Uh, the last thing I got is this movie had a $50 million budget and it made $113 million in the box office. Boom. Rock. So, grades time. I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Um, 6.8. It is a 7.0. Oh, dang. Okay. Um... Sixty-seven percent, dude. Thirty-seven for critic. What? Like, what movie did they watch? <laughs> did they not it know? A, it has a lower critic percentage than Rambo Three. Do they not know what Rambo is? Right. Like, Rambo Two and Three have come out before this. You know what you're expecting with a Rambo movie. Yeah, Weird. like where they just butt her over the amount of. Like gore and stuff in it. I don't know. Um, audience sixty percent, sixty nine, dude. (laughs) On our grades, I'll let you go first this time. Well, so take it for what it is, and also kind of consideration of being part of the Rambo series. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I talked about how I liked and enjoyed how condensed it is. Like there's no real BS. It's not long. It's not drawn out. Mm-hmm. Plenty of action, a lot going on. They didn't ruin it with a dumb love story. Um, And it was like really well done from the aspect that you hate the bad guy. Like these are horrible people. No one mm-hmm. in their right mind would want to see these people survive. <laughs> And um, it, it just, it makes, it fits in the Rambo storyline. You know, he doesn't really want to do it. He likes living his peaceful life. He decides to help this lady out. Things get out of hand. He resorts to violence again. Um, but then they get kidnapped. And so he feels a sense of responsibility to, to try to help out. Just... Really well done. Violence is totally over the top. Definitely mean spirited, but it, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's so part of the thing that's interesting when you look back at two and three is that yes, they're rated R, but also at the same time, I mean, it's basically because, you know, back in the eighties, you know, it was more graphic violence there was uh, some language and everything, but really, you know, some of that could have been compared to PG 13 movies now. Mm -hmm. And so this one just, like I said, I I feel I couldn't find anything that directly related to around 2008 for why the violence was so cranked up. Um, But it, it fit in an action movie. It is what it is. It, It wasn't, uh, I didn't feel like it was trying to be something more than just uh, an over-the-top action movie. Uh, so, man, I'm I'm giving it a five out of five. I, yeah, I agree. That's that's my grade too. Is a uh, five out of five. I feel like this is like the perfect Rainbow sequel. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the pacing is great. There doesn't have any dull moments in it. I for as over the top as it is, I feel like it's still grounded in reality which is something that like sometimes rambo can go off with yeah <laughs> uh, especially two and three um i mean the amount of drama and you know the monologue and all that stuff that still goes to the first movie um the overall filmmaking obviously goes to the first movie but this one the action the pacing uh, the mean-spirited brutality of it. And the only thing I can really compare the amount of gore and mean-spiritedness to is the Saw movies. 
Mm. And those came out around the same time. So I'm wondering if that had any kind of effect on the making of this movie. Yeah, it could Because those were incredibly popular at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I couldn't give it anything less than a 5 out of 5 because it's a movie, every time I watch it, I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's, it's like a roller coaster ride in some spots because it's just so quickly paced. It's It's a 5 out of 5 for me, but, like, since first blood i gave we both gave five out of five as well like first blood is more of a um in depth a uh, little bit of a character study and all that more of an artsy movie yeah where more this of an... is a straight up like popcorn movie oh yeah it's just like hey we're gonna make an action movie and there's gonna be no bs about it like this is just what we're gonna do and it's not non-stop action but there's no moments that drag on like it's just like we move along we give you what we promise and that's it straight up and yeah yeah and so that's what it is so you definitely you know it's a part of the rambo series but as we've already stated first blood is uh, the most unique one out of the whole bunch because it was going for it wasn't just an action movie there was was a drama with action elements yeah absolutely well, do you want to rank the franchise? Uh, yeah, we could totally do that. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first because you gave your grade first. Um, I'm going to say the best one is still First Blood. I mean, that's pretty easy to say. Uh, the acting-wise and just everything about that movie, the um, the score, um, the acting, the... I don't know, the performance that stallone puts in i still think is like his best work mm-hmm. um and then the next one i would say is rambo 4 i'm always going to call this rambo 4 <laughs> but um you know just everything we said with that it's a really entertaining movie and it's quickly paced oh the next one will probably be rambo 2 I, I still enjoy that one for what it is it's a stupid popcorn movie you turn your brain off you watch it there's it's ridiculous in parts but it's fun um, then I'm going to say Rambo Last Blood, because I actually enjoyed that. It was different for a Rambo movie, and it's not as good as the... It's a big step down from the others that I just mentioned, but um, I still think it wrapped up the series pretty well for being a sequel that didn't even need to exist, because I felt like this one really wrapped it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. But and then I still say my least favorite of the bunch is Rambo three. There's just something with that movie I just don't have a connection with, and it's anytime I watch the series, it's always like the one that I don't want to watch the most. You know, mm. <laughs> it, it's still I still think it's an entertaining movie. It just it's too long. It just doesn't feel like a Rambo movie to me, and I mean Rambo Last Blood had some moments like that too, but it kind of edges out Rambo three for me. Hmm. How about you? Uh, easy first blood. Uh, I mean, first blood and this Rambo four are pretty close to each other, but like I said, uh, there's more depth to first blood. Uh, you hit exactly why performance wise and all things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so first blood, uh, Rambo four, Rambo 2008, whatever you want to call it. Um, probably after that, then I would go Rambo Last Blood. Okay. Um, because I really did enjoy that. I know we talked about that one before. Um, the last two are a little bit more difficult for me. It's interesting because I'll probably go ahead and say the next one would be uh, First Blood Part Two, and then the last one would be Rambo Three, but interestingly enough i would probably find myself watching rambo 3 more often than first blood part 2 i don't know <laughs> That's funny. i i do agree with you it's long and everything but i just there's a lot of fun elements with it it definitely drags um and i think honestly i've seen that one maybe the most out of things i don't know whether it's like on tv or what but you just uh, like Stallone's flowing mane in that one. Well, no, I uh, <laughs> I 
I do kind of, I know you don't like it that's not in the jungle, but for me, I kind of like the change of pace um, with it being in the desert in Afghanistan and everything. Um, I'm not saying that it's a big positive or makes a huge difference, but yeah, it was just, it was, it was a nice change of pace mm-hmm. in my opinion. So rock. Well, that finally wraps up the Rambo series since we've already covered Rambo last blood. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, go back and check it out. Um, if I was a better podcaster, I would know the number of that episode. But it was probably... like a couple of years ago that we did. It was when it first came out. So, yeah, probably like 2020. In the midst of Rona. Uh, 29. Wait, because it already came out in 2019. Oh, yeah, we did in 2020. It's episode yeah. 50. Rock. Dang, Holy that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. That was like <laughs> our first full. Uh, we. So we started doing movie stuff in 2019, but 2020 was our first full year of doing it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, wow. Yeah, that was that was... a while ago. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going from a pretty balls to the wall um, action franchise to get into a little more of the goofy side. And we're going to be doing a sports timber again, but this time we're going to be doing awesomely bad sports timber. So, uh, sports movies that are known for being terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to find a new way to, like, incorporate the awesomely bad because I feel like that's when we have the most fun. Yeah. Uh, And it's kind of like our bread and butter at times. So, I was like, man, there's a lot of bad sports movies. And I was thinking about it. And we're going to be watching a movie that I've never seen before because I've heard about how terrible it is. And that is Caddyshack 2. I'm surprised to hear that you have not seen it yet. A movie that has really no re- reason to exist. And when we covered Caddyshack before, it seemed like it was kind of a miracle that movie came together and was coherent as it was because it didn't really have too much of a plot. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how Caddyshack 2 is. I've seen maybe like five or ten minutes of it here and there. But okay. Yeah. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing, so it'll be interesting. Um, I can give what's for the rest of the month too. But um we got some interesting ones in there. And of course I can't get it to come up here. The bad news bears go to Japan. Yeah, that's what ready to rumble. Yeah. Man, ready to rumble. I've seen so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, really into wrestling in like high school, so yeah, I've definitely seen that plenty of times. Yeah, Bad News Bears Go to Japan, I have not seen. I've seen the other two Bad News Bears movies and the remake, so that'll be interesting as well. Uh, Blades of Glory is one I've seen a few times, and um, Ready to Rumble is one I've seen countless times. Rock. I'm assuming you've probably never seen Ready to Rumble. I don't believe I have. <laughs> oh good we got some stuff to look forward to and um the odd rarity of me not seeing one of the movies that we're going to be talking about (laughs) yeah very rare yeah two of them but and an instance of when you've seen a movie and i haven't seen it with caddyshack too oh i haven't seen it Oh, I th- you talked like you saw it before. What the hell's wrong with you? No, I said I'm just surprised that you haven't. Oh, like uh, considering how much <laughs> you like you the said first that, one. I, the way you said that, you, know, like, <laughs> you haven't seen that movie. Oh my god! No, no, that wasn't from like. Oh, I've seen that movie. Why haven't you? It's more so like, oh, you like the first one so much. I'm surprised you never got around to watching the second one. I think that's some of the reason why I haven't watched the second <clears> one because <throat> I heard it was so horrible. Yeah. Even my, I heard that from my dad too, because he likes the first one so much that he's like, "Oh, the second one's terrible." <laughs> nice. No one returns for it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you guys are liking the show, please uh like, subscribe, and share. Um, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter, and we are on YouTube. Uh, speaking of the YouTube, you can go and check out all the content we have on there. I've been adding like some old uh, commercials from the 80s that I found on 
couple VHS tapes that I got from the thrift store. Uh, some fun stuff. Some funny things. There's one for payphones that always that cracks me up every time I watch it because <laughs> they talk about how useful they are and how they're always going to be there. <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah, we got some TikTok content too, so you can follow us on there as well. But come by next time. We're going to be starting off awesomely bad sports temper and talking about the infamous Caddyshack 2. But until then, as always, be kind and rewind.